And can you sing? Yes, I can. <laughs> and what are you going to sing today? I'm going to sing Go Down Moses. Wow. Oh, okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay. When Israel is in Egypt's land, let my people go. Oppressed so hard, they could not stand. Let my people go. Go down, Moses, down Egypt land, and say, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. <laughs> I wanna take things slow in my mind. Trying to come around my girl acting like Mr. Friendly And still the spotlight like Mr. Bentley I spotted her like Spud McKenzie And for them fake boobies I paid them Benjis Get your own I got Paris, he got Nicky, he tried to get him a clone He said, yeah, you know you got extra hoes And everything you do is extra cold From the polo fleece to the Jesus piece I got family in high places like Jesus niece Can I please say my Wow. The beat rocks, new version. <laughs> Damn, how many episodes we've been doing? He just threw the volume back up. You was excited. <laughs> you know you're supposed to turn the music off. I'm sorry, y'all. We still working out the kinks here. <laughs> Unprofessional. Listen, yo. Y'all already know <laughs> what time it is. If you're listening to my voice, if you see me on camera right now, <clears throat> you're tuned into the cruise control. I'm Dev Crew sitting to my left. The boy Dave Cruz behind the cameras on the ones and twos. Benjamin, aka Benny Banco from the box, aka Ben Ten, aka Benny Hanna for this episode, aka Bend Over. Alrighty, yo, relax. Peter is down. That's very. My Peter is very down right now after that comment. <laughs> And last but certainly, I like Benny Hanna the best. Last but certainly not least, Dave, we can't forget sitting far away, but not too far from our hearts. It's the boy, Bobby Lex. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to everybody yes. who's tuning Second in. Second week in a row with a groupie. Episode love it. Seventy flowers of the cruise control. David needed donuts for sustenance. And uh, other other various re- a good luck donut as he called it before the episode. <laughs> That's why he had two of them. <laughs> why you mad, man? What's up? Man? I don't know, man. How you I'm feeling? Ready to go. How you feeling today, man? What's going um, on? I feel great. You okay. know, shout out okay. to Benny Hanna behind the camera. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, I, I feel great. I want to check in. Let's see how everybody's weekends was the past week. Been, you know, ch- been start, chilling, let's, man. Let's start with you, Dad. Been chilling, man. You feel me? Like obviously, we uh, we that's su- great. So, Benny, <laughs> how was you? I just I felt like I didn't I wasn't gonna care about what you was about to say. <laughs> 
no, I'll let chilling. you go though. Go ahead. No, that's chilling. We good. We good. We no, good. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. we. You know what I'm saying? We had weed. We had work. We had weed. You feel me? We had a lot of stuff. So you had weed this week? <laughs> no. I don't then don't say lies. Say the truth. <laughs> what happened this week? I just had work, bro. I'm a working man. Oh, just a regular work week. Yeah. And then we had a party yesterday, and it was it was tough. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. Did you? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> there was food. All right, Benny's weekend. <laughs> Benny Hanna, how was your weekend? It was good. What'd you do, man? Would you not in the weekend, just the whole week since, uh, since it was last good. episode? Just a work week and then uh, caught up on some stuff around the house. Mm, like what? What is what is what does that constitute? This ball. Um, cleaning. <laughs> this ball. Days getting me I'm just, sick. I just, uh, you know, I'm just trying to learn. Like he's our, he's the newest part of the team. We're just going to learn him. We got to learn what his life is about. So okay, so you were cleaning, catching up around the house. Um, any 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 particularly dirty spots in the house? <laughs> Yo, this boy. Hey, he came in with his fit check. Let's fit check Dave real quick. Let's let's get off of Benny real quick. All right, pause. You get in line. It might be just you two in the line. Let's fit. Let's right, fit. Get in line let's, talk about let's fit check Dave real quick. How you feeling? So obviously, you know, the past couple episodes, <clears throat> your fit has been dwindling. Right. But you came back today. I, I feel it. So what, what what you got right here, Dave? Uggs. Ugg boots? Okay. Okay, okay. I'm my toe hurts. These jaws are soft. Yeah. This- I, I'm wearing them because they're comfortable. My toe hurts. I stubbed my toe on the bed yesterday. How? Bobby, what happened? I was just just neglectful, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't have my Crocs on, and I hit my toe, and I screamed like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> Let my people and I, toe. I think I might have broken for real. Oh, we got a broken toe so live. If on anybody knows any any remedies, I heard I should put my toe in a splint. Yeah, or like in salt splint, salt water. That helps too. Yeah, they say salt water. Oh, I didn't. I never heard that one. Before. What does that do? <laughs> Makes it salty and <laughs> increases your sodium in your toe. I don't know, man. They 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 got all these remedies. Drink ginger and lemon. I never heard that one either. Yeah. That's like for skinniness, though. I just was saying it as something else. Dev, I need you to like actually take something serious, bro. Because my toe really hurts for real. That's why I got it elevated. Oh, uh, get get off my chair! I just realized that, man. And why you got treasure from a fish tank on a picture on your shirt? <laughs> what is just that? A regular crew neck. <laughs> Where'd you buy that from? Um, I didn't buy it. It was a gift. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah that's on. Take it. Give it back to whoever gave it to you. Um, we doing fit checks? Let me see. Wow! Oh, some new sneakers yet again. Nike Cortez. We do Basil. Let's do it. Let's do it. Each and every episode, a new shoe on the foot. Yeah, it's you a are rat. Sneakerhead. It's a rat. And I'm a sneakerhead. Ask me any question about a sneaker. Um, does it go with ashy black jeans? Jordans? Huh? These not ashy. This is black jeans. <laughs> Those <laughs> need some lotion and some milk. This is faded black. You feel me? And you tried to match the green check with the stupid Stranger Things shirt, Hawkins High School. <laughs> What's up? It's getting real strange out here, man. Yeah, you trying to be the mind flare so bad. <laughs> you child. Yo, you really got memorabilia on your chest. <laughs> stupid show memorabilia. <laughs> I wish Benny would have cleaned that up yesterday <laughs> in his house. Clean that stupid shirt up in the trash. That's hilarious. But the house is clean though. Baby. Yeah. All right, cool. It's all good. It's all well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. Listen, man, we we less we, than highly favored. <laughs> you be using Clorox? All the Clorox. I feel like when you clean, 
the bleach smell is some of the best smell ever. Like, it just make things feel cleaner mm-hmm. when you just smell that nice little bleach smell. I know bleach is kind of crazy. It probably is toxic for you. But I just it makes me feel so clean. Like, mm, like, I could just sit anywhere and just be like, mm, this house is clean. Yo, we not, this is not a made podcast. This is not how we're talking about cleaning products, bro. What, man? This is not made.com. This is too adult. This boy talking about Fabuloso and Clorox. Like, come on. People listen for the comedy, for the jokes. No, people listen for the lifestyle. <laughs> And we talking about being clean, cleaning your place. Now, we know you don't clean your fish tank that you live in. Yeah, because you took often. a picture of it and put it on your shirt. <laughs> When's the last time you clean your cage? Oh, uh, my cage? Oh, because I'm a dog? Yes. Oh, uh, that was funny. <laughs> Yo, come on. All right, all right, we got we got, we got to hone it back in. We got to bring it back in. Then we got to get to the episode. Last week's top five. We talked about top five producers of all time. Mm. And I'm back, baby. It's a rap, baby. It was a blowout. I mean, it wasn't even close from the votes that I saw. Uh, you feel me? Close. <laughs> five of my coworkers said it was me. <laughs> it wasn't even close. I can go to Instagram right now, just pull up a couple comments right here. Let's see who we got. Corey, Corey, Dev, Poppy Lex, Dev, C Noon Time, Dev. Mitch, Dev, and then we got a couple bots that said send it to justlaugh.com. <laughs> we got a couple bots on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, what's Instagram bots? <laughs> they really got a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. And then uh, somebody got messaged me for 10 more, 10K more followers. <laughs> somebody got no. mad at us. They said, uh, do you mean only hip-hop producers? So they called us out for only talking about hip-hop yes. producers. Right, because I feel like they're the only good ones. No, I mean, there's like, <laughs> there's producers that are very famous that don't necessarily do hip hop, but that's boring. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do I want to sit here and talk about Quincy Jones? He's he's probably the best ever of all time, of all greats. <laughs> but who cares? What you mean? Quincy Jones only did music for Michael Jackson. Like, that's anybody. Dev, Quincy Jones <laughs> fried. He's probably richer than most people we, we can think of. Um, but no, the, yeah, it was hip hop. It was hip hop only. You also got. I don't, some, I don't apologize for that. You also got some votes. Uh, Tarek on Instagram. Yes! <laughs> he said, Dave, 100%. He said, Premiere is way more better. <laughs> on on IG, Isaac said, we, nobody gets a vote. He said it was a tie for forgetting Sophie. Who? Sophie? Uh, I don't Is that a producer? <laughs> <laughs> was that Betty's runner up? Forget. I don't know who Sophie is. Uh, go to go to uh, YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, Dev one. I vote Devin. I vote Dave from Diana T. <laughs> Shout out to Diana T. <laughs> and then mom went on YouTube and voted for me. Shout out to my parents for voting for me. Both of them favorite kid. I just hit Anyway, I'm taking home the W this week. Shout out to all the fans. I knew it was that. Oh, and Captain Harris came at my neck. What he said on the YouTube? I didn't see nothing on the YouTube from him. What he said? Yeah, he said he said if you if you ran in soft sand, you wouldn't even go like one foot or something like that. Oh snap! He was right. He was right at you. What did you do to him? I don't know. I don't know. And I was just hanging with him this weekend, man. Oh, what happened? You, you didn't even ask me my weekend. Neither one of y'all. <laughs> I was getting to it. <laughs> After you clean, after you picked up around the house. Yeah. 
What happened though? What happened during your weekend? I had man? a good weekend. I was, and that's why that that comment is so uh, disturbing to me because I was just hanging with Captain Harris that's this true. weekend. That's true. Everybody knows who Captain Harris is. Friend of the show. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. He's been on before. He says he's also one of our sounders. So for those who don't get in the line, it might be just you two in the line. And we picked that because who says line like that? Who says? For those who don't know, Captain Harris's comment was, "Dave, you step in soft sand. We might as well put a tombstone there because you ain't never getting out." Sheesh. Peter is down. Wow. Wow. A tombstone. <laughs> I don't know why. Like. Respond. I was hanging with him this weekend. So this weekend, okay. I had a, I had a great time. Okay. Yesterday, I went to a bourbon brew and barbecue event. Double, triple B? Yes. And wow. I met up with, with Captain Harris. We went out. Okay. We went to this barbecue and bourbon thing. You pay one fee. You get in and they have like all this, this bourbon and whiskey tasting. Wow. Different tables set up. Then they have barbecue. You could just grab and go. Okay. The food was great, Dev. Ribs, mm. Nashville hot chicken, mm. mac and cheese, mm. wings, chicharron. chicharron. Uh, they have uh, uh, um, just like all this different stuff. Beer, beer. Uh, all the beer you could think of. <laughs> Said that regular thing after saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, the beer was great. Some they had some really good, um, you know, different different like lesser known options of that sounds like a good time though so what was the problem i don't know man like what was the problem this boy captain harris was just bugging out i think he like he in his head he's a like a whiskeyologist or something like that oh because you should have seen this boy in there like swore he knew everything about (laughs) all the different tastes he was trying to teach you how to drink wine uh whiskey and all that yeah like we were drinking some john called like uh (laughs) like dark fog whiskey single malt whiskey okay and you know the lady's like rapping to us. Da, da, da. She give us the little shot, and he's like, mm, mm, "I can really taste the fog in this." <laughs> <laughs> the fog. It was made by the sea. <laughs> this go really good with fish. I'm like, "What was a Somalia?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's Maker Mark 46 right there. Yeah, that's like a 20 more proof than this one here." I'm like, "Bro, this all tastes the same." <laughs> he's a Somalia pirate. I'm not gonna front all. <laughs> Liquor tastes the same to me. Hey, after a certain point, it's liquor. You just, once do you, you feel like you can distinguish liquors? Like, do you feel like your palate is refined? Like my favorites, like I like the ones that I really like. I could I could tell which ones is which. But like after that, it's like it's whatever but to me. I, you might be a bad person to ask because you childish. Like you know the peanut butter one versus like a non peanut butter one or something like that. <laughs> That's kiddish. Because I'm talking butter. about when people be like, oh, I really could taste like the cask iron, you know, skillet. The, the, <laughs> Yeah, I can really taste like the uh, smoky oak barrel. Well, I call. I'm like, it just tastes like alcohol. <laughs> Benny, what about you? Do you feel like your palate is refined you, when That's you taste crazy. liquor? Can you taste different intricacies? Do you be like, oh, I see a hint of citrus? In Benny me. don't drink and bergamot. Yeah, I don't got a palate like that, bro. So you just do you drink? Yeah, I drink. Okay, so we learning more about our. our Why guy. you said it like that? <laughs> What? So enthusiastic Because I didn't want to like Make him go down this embarrassing path Of him being like No I, I can't uh. Do you drink? <laughs> and like the whole time He's capping hard Don't even drink a little bit So you do drink But you don't. You can't tell no difference No, nah, yeah I, I mean Usually with the flavored ones But outside of that No yeah. I do call cap on people Who do that though I, See that's what I'm saying I think I think you can't Really taste Because 
it don't really taste like citrus or whatever, or bergamot or sandalwood. <laughs> what are these things? <laughs> Who has sandalwood chilling in the house that they're like? Mm-hmm. I've seen that in mm, a, this is sandalwood. I've it's seen good. that in a candle, like it says sandalwood candle or something like that. But you get what I'm saying. That yeah. how do you even know what that tastes like to then be able to distinguish it? And TJ was in there like chewing the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah See they do a tricks He spit it out the mouth Nah but when he said He could really the taste mouth. the fog Cause they said that <laughs> The lady said that Their their distillery is On the The um the lakefront By the sea Right And she said At night The ocean fog Impacts their barrels And it gives it A distinct flavor What? And his boy was like mm, I could really taste the fog This is unlike anything I've ever had <laughs> In terms of whiskey, and I'm a whiskey guy. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> shut up. Just give me another shot of this alcohol. I will say, this. give me another rib for the road. Was, you you could distinguish food though. Like, yeah, I was in there like, mm, this is from, this is from American Bison. <laughs> Yummy. It's very tender. But I will say this though. I uh, I think I call cap on people who overreact to stuff. Like you ever had somebody who like had a like some good to eat. Or like they drink something that's like good, and they're like, <laughs> like their whole mouth and their body has to react, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta try!" Like I call cap on that. Like nothing's ever gonna make me do that, right? Like I have a slice of pizza, or I have some food. I'd be like, "Wow, this is really good," but I'm never gonna like jump out of my seat and shout, "Yo, Dave, Dave, no, this is gonna <laughs> knock your socks off!" Like you're never gonna taste nothing like this. I call cap on that, man. People do the people do too much. Captain Harris, we we expect better of you, bro. Oh, and then of course, Uh-oh. we go up to the second floor, and there was this. Um, there was two floors. There was this bourbon that was made by these guys who was in the army. Pa que fue eso, bro? He started doing push-ups in front of them. <laughs> First off, instantly. <laughs> no, he did it. No, he did it. Then he saluted. He sturdied up. He saluted the barrel. He saluted. <laughs> Wait, he no. did the gun like this. <laughs> Put a bayonet on it. <laughs> He unraveled and an American like, flag oh, this in his is, pocket. Um, this is um, 12, 12 horses, uh, John. And then he starts talking about horses. And, like, <laughs> it was from some bulls who fought in, like, <laughs> Iraq or something. Guantanamo and then they came Bay. back. Yeah. And they made their company based off of um, this statue that's at the World Trade Center. And apparently their machines are made from steel from the World Trade Center rubble. Oh. These army guys. So you could really. So he's like, oh, I, I got to support. Where can I get a bottle of this? You can really I'm like taste this. So nasty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't taste no bergamot. TJ said I could taste the World Trade Center in this no. one. <laughs> <laughs> I can really taste Osama in this. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, this got a real death to American flavor. <laughs> yeah, like talking about you can taste the World Trade Center. I'm like, this is nasty. I'm not. I'm never buying a glass. Of it. He's like, oh, they they from the military. I gotta support. I'm like, oh my gosh, here goes this. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, that- taste the World Trade Center is nuts. Yo, I- <laughs> oh man, that was my weekend. I could really see TJ doing that, man. No, that's hilarious, bro. That's a funny. You should have brought that up first, man. That was a funny weekend, well, man. I mean, I just thought about it because he made that joke at my expense. So I'm like, dang, what's going on? You know what I mean? Now I you see why, though. Now you see why. Because he was preparing for the 
for the bourbon. You feel me? He was preparing. He was trying to get his jokes off. I don't know, man. I just try to show. <laughs> I just try to spread love and positivity out here. You know, I'm just trying to be like Benny. Just pick up around the house. You know, make sure everything is clean and I feel good and peace. <laughs> but people try to disturb my peace. Yeah, you should. You should do like a you know, like a little you know call. Do a little like Creed on like rumble them real quick or something like that. You feel me? I like, might have to. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we you, just did our top five rumble list. I might have to revise mine. <laughs> you might have to go back and put TJ versus Dave at number one. You might lose some votes off of that, man. But uh, Dave, speaking of Creed, I, I'm tough, right? The way I transition into this next topic. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Continue. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I know you probably saw the story, but did you see about the Jonathan Majors thing? Yeah. Yikes. And I was the one that said, I want to see them two fight, but real life. Real life. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, because they were just in Creed 4? 3. 3? Creed 3 together? Yeah, and they like homies. like. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing the press runs and everything. So Jonathan Majors is in hot water. So. Kang the Conqueror is beating people up. Kang the Conqueror, yeah. So... Jonathan Majors is 33 years old, was taken into custody following a 911 call made from an apartment um, in the neighborhood of Manhattan, of Manhattan, according to the New York Police Department. The victim informed police that she was assaulted. The 30 year old woman had minor injuries to her head and neck. Um, Majors is facing charges of strangulation, assault and harassment. Uh, the spokesperson for Major says he has done nothing wrong, and we look forward forward to clearing his name. Um, Sheesh. Majors is no longer in police custody, so he's out already. Yeah, probably made bail pretty easy. Yeah. Been making a lot of money lately. <clears throat> Dang, so. Sheesh. And did you hear anything else about this? Like, who, did they say it was a it was a part, somebody he was dating or something like that? Uh, they just said a 30-year-old woman. So they're not saying like if it was his girl, if it was somebody he was just like having fun with or something. And then like what that. was the charges? Strangulation, assault, and harassment. Assault, harassment. <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what's. Look, at the end of the day, it always seems to come up at like the peak of somebody's career. I think like he's just got done Creed three, right? Ant Man. Like he's on the top. He's he released the story that he's doing a Dennis Rodman, yeah, I saw that movie. Like he's literally like he's you say his name and he's at the top. Everybody's gonna know who you're talking. about. I mean, about. he's a good actor. Like and he's and he can actually ability act. wise, he's he's good. He, yeah, he can portray emotion really well. Um, that's why he's getting tabbed for everything. Yeah, and he, he is on the ascent. He's he's, know, as he's far up as there. Like, he's up there right now. I think his as, trajectory. Yeah. And it's like at the peak of his of his. Career, but what are you man? getting at with that? What do you think that means to you? Are you conspiracy theorizing right now, or are you just like noting a trend? I don't know the story too much. I could see this being that they was he could come out and say like we was having sex and it got a little aggressive. That's what I think this is all going to lead to. For her, this because I'm looking at it. She had minor injuries to her neck. Mm-hmm. There was strangulation involved with it. They said he she was assaulted. He probably went a little overboard. This is just me, obviously coming out with something that what I think might happen. Yeah, just like a theory. Yeah, just a theory. I think they was having some fun. He went a little overboard with a girl that's not his girlfriend or his wife. You know what I mean? Not somebody that he can that he's done this with before. Probably just somebody that he picked up or some girl that he was like messing around with. Got a little too much, and she called the police on him. 
if it, if your theory's right, that would be a more concerning version of that story to me. To you? Because if you intimate with somebody and you about that life like that what's it called? BDSM, right? Yeah, the uh fifty shades of grey John. Yeah, when you just like into that kink of beating people like masochism and all that stuff like that. Mm. Um if that's the case and he didn't really clear it with her like that, like they were just kinda messing around. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm into, like, choking and stuff. And then she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then he just does something that, you know, doesn't feel right to her, that actually feels violent. That's a problem. Like, yeah. you got to communicate that stuff, especially when you're into stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, if your theory's right, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Because that shows that you don't have a level of restraint or awareness that you can't actually, like, respect where somebody else mm-hmm. What their comfort levels might be Because mm-hmm. like you said If you have a partner And into that too And y'all have been talked about this And kind of worked up to it That's different that, Most likely that's a non-issue Because y'all, That's y'all agreed upon intimacy Yeah Yeah But if it's just some random John he hooked up with From the club And he's like Yeah I'm in the choking And she's like Oh yeah I can be choked And then he just like Is going in on her With this Really violent You know um, Physical contact That That's not good And he should be Punished for that Yeah And but I, yeah. I I think That A lot of times You just never really know With these people Like this guy He's His his arrow has been going up But People got their stuff man they're, they're demons And they're skeletons In the closet And you just don't know It's true You know What, what makes them tick um, It's true What could make them snap He could have been Harboring this kind of Violent Tendencies toward women for a long time And now it's just coming to the surface So that's also scary to me That you know there's there's people You just never really know is what people is what I'm trying to say yeah. Like you literally could uh, You know that's one thing I've always felt You can walk around every day meet people They could seem like the kindest people in the world And you just never know um, What their true tendencies are And what they're capable of Right. And to hear that he's He's being charged with Domestic violence is like Dude is not He's not small or anything like that Oh he's big as shit <laughs> Yeah like he's In shape You know like it, as, To me it's not even a joke It's like He's he's a, he's a If he want, if he wants to hurt somebody Yeah Yeah so If he wanted that's to That's scary Here's my thing though And this is a And he should get punished I don't care if he's tough at acting. I don't care if he's Kang the Conqueror. He's like, tough acting, ten acting. Here's my, here's my, my. Uh, if you, if you did that, you talked. Here's my, here's my question to you guys. Don't hurt nobody, like that's nuts. Do you, do you see a trend with this happening though? Like at the peak of people's careers, it's always something that they do or something that happens that like brings them totally down. And look, I'm not saying that they're right. No, I don't want nobody to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're right for what they do. I'm just saying, what do you think it is that when people are at the top of where they can get, they do something? Is it like they feel like they're untouchable? Is Do they feel like, you know, now that they're at this point of their career, like I could strangle a John like in, during sex and like, it's cool. I'm Jonathan Major. She's going to just let it rock out or something. You know what I mean? Like I think about even like Chris Brown at the top of his career does that stuff for Rihanna, you know? Ever since then, just been going, it, it went it went straight down. And yeah, he's been inching his way back up, but it's never going to reach where he was at that point in his career. And and it happens to a lot of people. In sports, it happens to people. Mike Vick at the top of his career, dogfighting, like randomly, like where the hell did that come from? Then it again spirals mm-hmm. downwards. Like what, 
What yeah. is it with some of these athletes, with some of these actors and these people who are we see as idols and are famous and what is what is it about that piece I see of the what career? you're saying you know I, I mean? think it's exactly what you're getting at it's it's you feel like you're invulnerable mm. you're untouchable you feel like you're so on t- sometimes when you get this fame and notoriety real right you feel like you're so on top of the world that nothing you do is wrong you feel like because of your power and influence you can get over on somebody physically emotionally mm-hmm. Um, financially and they won't do anything because they fear retribution from you or they or they feel like you're a, an opportunity so in order to take advantage of that opportunity they're willing to eat more bs from you yeah, yeah. so it's like oh if i sleep with so-and-so i know they'll get me a gig in hollywood so even though they were a jerk to me i'll still mm-hmm. sleep with them mm-hmm. you know even though in a different circumstance if they weren't famous like if you rule that power dynamic that's not a person you would bang with. Right. Yeah. Just off the strength of their personality. That's interesting whatever. too, man. So it, I think it's exactly that. And I think that's why we see that a lot of times with some of these people who skyrocket to stardom. stardom. It's like, mm-hmm. that goes back to what I'm saying. If you already have that in you, if you have a propensity to beat on women or whatever, the money and influence that you get is only going to amplify that. If anything, it's going to just eventually bubble out to the surface and it's going to be what it is now, a scandal for him. Yeah. You know, that he's going to have to face and and deal with and deal with the public backlash. That's just nuts. But I think it is what you're saying. It's, it's, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world. You could do whatever. What you think, Benjamin? You got any any input on the the whole fiasco that's going on here? Uh, It's tough to say because um, when you're in that position, like you said, everything does get amplified. And that includes the eyes that are on you. So this might have been something that went through the cracks before in his past, but now... At the level that he's at, it's on front page news. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and that's true. That's true. If that's what I'm saying, if it was meant to come to like, if it was meant to come to the surface, then let it and let him deal with the consequences of it because that's not a great thing to have in your closet of like, no. you know, bad habits you have. Like, no, he needs to be figured out and found out because a lot of times too, this stuff goes untalked about in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's true. Think about the Weinstein stuff. Mm, mm. That boy was a predator for like yeah. decades. Fast slop. And because of his power and influence, it just got kept swept under the rug, swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these things have to come to light so that people can, <clears throat> you know, be disciplined and, and um, punished for, for what they do. But the other part of that that's scary about this, not to discredit anything that has been alleged so far. But sometimes, every so often, these things are like a ploy or a come up to to try and you know take mm-hmm. advantage of a person. Mm-hmm. So, if there's a situation where there's any plausible deniability or a gray area, sometimes people realize it and be like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm you know I'm gonna try to get up off a lawsuit or a civil suit off this." Person. No, that's for real though. Not say I'm not even talking about this. I'm talking in general. In general, yeah. Sometimes there are legitimate things where people are trying to scheme their way into some money. Right. And so they accuse somebody of something. It could even end up being proved false. You know what I'm saying? Well, like it could end up being proved like that he's not guilty of it, but the stain has already happened. Yeah. And the damage is done. So now you kind of always got that gray cloud hanging over your head of you was accused of this. That's why the court of public opinion is so much more influence uh influential than what actually goes on in court and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, this is ugly, man. This is ugly. 
I hope Marvel got a backup plan for Kang. Dave the Destructor or Dave the Conqueror. I mean, I'll, I'll step in and play the Conqueror. You think you built I'll like... I'll be a variant. You built like <laughs> Do- Jonathan Majors? No. <laughs> you, built like a, Minor. you built like a Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Carl Jr.? Who's Carl Sr.? Carl's Jr. is the is the fast food restaurant. I know that. <laughs> Who's it named after? Uh, I don't know. You think I'm? You think I, I study this stuff? Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna make a joke, I will hope that you are educated on the joke. This man gets mad any, and mad anytime it comes to fast food. He wants you to have your knowledge down. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody What's said today's uh, mathematics. Somebody said that. Uh, you remember the first part of uh, Confessions with Usher? They said that was uh, Michael B. Jordan after he heard the story. <laughs> he said, "Quit playing with me, man." <laughs> yeah, I'm in the booth right now. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah But yo, all, the, all the studios he works in Are probably like Oh my god Not this <laughs> And yo speaking spe- I mean Keeping that Keeping that Nuts. topic going You know Kind of to, to get into something else Keeping that topic going About somebody who's Big at one point You know A major name In, 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 in entertainment mm-hmm. And you know Kind of thinking They're untouchable I don't know if you guys heard. You guys probably did hear the whole Takashi Six Nine thing that happened this week, man. Did you guys see it? Did you guys? I roll. Did you guys see the that video? Rat. Yeah. Nobody want to talk about that rat. Did you guys see the video? <laughs> <clears throat> did you guys see what, what think, happened? What's, what's, what's going on? What's so, all right. So, for those who don't know, because there might be people who may not be interested in it uh, or who may not know who this is, Takashi Six Nine is a rapper. Um, he's famously known for going to jail and then snitching like on his whole team and on his whole crew just to get out of jail. So now he's known as like a well-known rat anywhere that he goes. So <laughs> a well-known rat. A well-known rat. He's basically Stuart Little. Takashi. Let's <laughs> name the well-known rats of all time. Stuart Little. Um, so anyway, he's after after this whole fiasco with snitching, he goes out and he tells people like. I'm going to show y'all how how tough I am in these streets. I don't need no security. I don't need no anybody to back me up. Everywhere I go, I'm going by myself. Nobody's going to follow me. Mm-hmm. I got this. Until March 21st, 2023, where Takashi 69 was brutally attacked in a Florida gym and had to be rushed to the hospital because he had some broken bones and stuff like that. Yikes. So video comes out, and I'll play the video now because somebody was recording it. Uh, that he was going to the he was at an LA Fitness in Florida, mm-hmm. and he just got done on the treadmill going to the sauna to get LA the- Fitness in Florida. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm saying what's on here. I'm just saying what's going on, and then this is the video of him getting uh beat up because the people who did it were recording it. Mickey Mouse. Go ahead. Take a picture. Go ahead. Take a picture. I want to be famous now. I want to be famous. Fuck. Yo, this is Jump 6'9, bro. Yo, homie, I'm a, yo, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm a fan, bro. No, I'm a fan. I'm just saying, bro. I'm a fan, bro. I know, I know, I ain't jumpy, bro. I'm just saying. That's crazy. That's crazy. Why the cameraman was so scared? He said, for real, I'm a fan. He starts singing all his songs. <laughs> Yo, being a fan and recording him getting jumped. Is crazy. 
Yo, they just jumped. Bro, I'm a fan, bro. I'm a flicky with a sticky, man. <laughs> <laughs> That felt staged to me. I don't know about Bro, y'all. That was my first. So, because he's like, they just jumped Takashi six nine. <laughs> he's narrating it so perfectly. <laughs> These Latin kings just jumped six nine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that felt staged. I'm telling you, I think the whole thing was staged. So apparently, uh, there's a video out that shows the beginning of this. So mm-hmm. you see this one guy. He's in the front of the gym. He, like, spots the cop. Literally, it's all on camera. He spots him, gets on the phone immediately, calls his team up. Yo, come through, whatever. Takashi 6 9 is here. We're going to trash him. Right. They all Operation come Operation Rat Trap. Yeah, op- Operation Rat Trap. <laughs> right? So, all these boys come dressed for the gym. <laughs> they all got shorts and T-shirts on. <laughs> they came in to work out. <laughs> they got a shooter sleeve. <laughs> they had they, bands. They fresh as ball sneaks on. They came dressed for the gym. Right? Weight vest and all that. Right. Run right past the front desk. Usually you got check in at a gym. The front desk people were having no parts about it. They said, <laughs> they put their hands up in the air. So you see the guy hold the door open for his team. Like two boys walk in. He's pointing in the back at the bathroom. They run to the bathroom, run right past the front desk. Cameras catch him going into the bathroom. And then this video right here that I just showed you picks up Takashi and what happened afterwards. And in the video, a lot of people don't know this because, you know, you watch the video, you're not reading what they put. The video was taken on Snapchat. Again, why, why is it taken on Snapchat? Why are why are Latin King members Snapchatting a beating a sub 6 9 And then at the bottom... Well, that video, though, was like a bystander. Yeah, somebody... But, apparent, but they wrote at the bottom of the video, whoever took the video, they wrote like ADR... F uh, six nine not in our hood. They put a lot of the crowns. That's how you knew it was Latin Kings. And also in the video, if you watch six nine is putting up the Latin King symbol, like sort of mocking them and making fun, and like that's why they keep punching them and all that. So anyway, he get he gets out, goes to the hospital. He has like broken ribs. He has like a broken cheekbone. Like he's they said he got pre- beat up mm. pretty bad. So, <clears throat> um. This also, came, you know, all this came because of what he did, because of him being a snitch, because of him doing a thing. I I thought it was staged. To me, I thought it was a staged thing. I think you show this guy getting beat up. He's like, yo, you know, I'm still in these streets. They still give people what they want. Mm-hmm. They want to see him get beat up. They want to see him get trash. His name stays in the, in the paper. His name stays in the Twitter and Instagram. You see it all over social media. It's another way for him to just get his name out there. He'll he'll get on another interview and talk about how they was bitches and they did him dirty and they he they lucky he didn't have his team. Whatever. Like it's all to me. It's I don't care if they hit him up that bad. I know people who would do stuff for less than that. You know what I mean? I know people who would get hit that hard just to make it seem like they did something. Or you know what I mean? Like it's just like so much of it is weird. Like first of all, why was Takashi in a LA Fitness? <laughs> Like you, you're a celebrity. You should have like a little private gym or like something that's more exclusive than an LA Fitness. Yo, and they have, they have video. Like Benny got an LA Fitness membership. <laughs> Takashi shouldn't be in the same place that Benny can have access to. Why? No offense. All due respect, you know what I'm saying. Your house is tidy, but he's a celebrity. There's no way LA Fitness, and he was dolo by himself. Yeah. Also, he was working out in a bubble goose jacket <laughs> with biker tights on. What's what's up with him? 
and got trashed. Right, he had like a puffer jacket. Yeah, and no he pants. He was on the Stairmaster. They, they took his pants. <laughs> Did you peep that? They took his pants. They, he walked out of the room with his underwear on. The boss, it's just, I'm a it, fan. It just don't, it don't make sense to me. I mean, it, it makes a lot and of sense. And was like, yeah, I want to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's why I don't. That's why none of this stuff. I thought it. That's why I thought it was staged, man. The only thing I'll say is, this is what happened. You you play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. Like he want to be about this life. This is what you got. So you don't think it's staged? And and check you. And you gotta be ready. No, I'm saying if it's real. Oh, I don't feel bad for him. Right. Right. Of course. Under different. If this was anybody else, I would. I would feel bad. I'm like, damn, that's not cool. You running up on somebody while they're trying to exercise. Cause don't come beat me up while I'm exercising. After I done did ten sets of ten, mm-hmm. fight me when I'm full strength, when I got energy, or after my warm up. Don't fight me at the end of my. Because he was on the stairmaster. So I mean, he st- clearly was at the end of his yeah workout. His legs. Always do the stairmaster at the end. That's the finisher, shirt, right? You get that final sweat in before you go to the sauna. How you know this? <clears throat> Look at me. <laughs> to get in peak physical shape, you always end with the stairmaster. Off saying. So he already had his workout. They come and approach him like, "Yo, you ready to rumble?" He's like, "No, man, I'm tired. <laughs> I ain't even have my protein shake." They start rumbling him, break his ribs. <laughs> See, that was that was the part that made it feel real to me, like because because of, of the rib when they stomped on his ribs like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good point. If that was a stage, then that's uh, some method acting right there. <laughs> that's really digging into the role. He's trying to be Kang the Conqueror. But here, so here's so here's the thing. So um, there's this um, his uh, his attorney. His name is like Lazaro or something like that. So he comes out and he says like, you know, my client has been attacked. Like whatever, whatever. Right. So then he goes on and he says that he plans to call the feds to make sure Six Nine gets protection that he clearly needs. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just screaming. Like, he knows that he's in a bad position. Where he's going, people are always trying to threaten him and beat him up. He has zero protection because nobody wants to be cool with him. Let me get beat up. Let me get trashed. Let me show it on camera. And now I'm going to have protection that the feds, they're going to give him that protection. Because this video is going to come out and he's going to say, yo, I gave y'all names and information that y'all wanted. And y'all let me go out here and get beat up. That's on y'all. Y'all supposed to protect me. Y'all said, if I give y'all names, I'm going to protect me. I think he did. I'm telling you, bro. This to me, I don't think that's how that works, though. Because no, yeah, they, they were supposed to get protection. Keep, I would. I think the government would protect somebody if they're going to continue to be an asset. But if he's no longer an asset, he already did his his deed. Why would you just give him protection in perpetuity? Do you I, even know what perpetuity means? Mm, um, <laughs> I said it, and the way his eyes just went, like he was like. <laughs> He had to knock his eyes straight. Perpetuity, man. Yeah, we all could use some perpetuity. <laughs> They're not just going to give him protection indefinitely. Do you know what indefinitely means? Yes. Okay. Forever. Um, Is that yeah, perpetuity? He's not, he's, not a, he's not a president. He don't got the Secret Service for the rest but of his hey, life. But hey, man, his his lawyer clearly said he's going to the feds to yeah, get him. Lazaro's bugging out. <laughs> to get him protection, man. Nah, he just got beat up. <laughs> the moral of the story is go to Blink Fitness or something like that. <laughs> Go to your local CrossFit gym. That way you can run out because all the CrossFit gyms got the big garage doors in the front and they open them up where people do entire flips. That's and true. Stuff. That's true. So go to a gym where it's, it's open so that you got to exit to run. <laughs> Practice your lunges so that you can <laughs> cut easily. 
He should have started ducking through the. Uh, <laughs> so he was in the bathroom. He should have started ducking through like all the wire machines and stuff as he was working out, <laughs> like Spider Man. <laughs> he was in the bathroom. Like somebody doing like this with the two and the, things, and he just jumped, jumped through, through the through top the- <laughs> triangle. He was in the sauna, Dave. He had the hot rocks and the hot water and stuff. Yeah. He should have turned it to steam. Rocked. <laughs> he should have turned it to steam or something. I say this though, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see where this leads to. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with Takashi. We'll see if he gets the federal protection that he clearly wants it and that he said he clearly needs. We'll see if he gets beat up anymore. But I tell you this much: if I'm at the gym, bro, if I'm if I'm Takashi and I'm getting my workout in, I I I, I could look no further than. To get a good pump into some great music, right? You obviously you at the gym. You need something hardcore. You need something that's heavy metal that puts you right in the mood. My man's little pump, little pump, mm-hmm. switched over. Dave, he no longer does hip hop. Little pump now is a heavy metal boy. Oh, great! So, so for those, so <laughs> I'm so excited for those who don't know. I know he's about to play something for me, man. Huh? No, 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 Dave. Benny Han, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> me either. No, for those who don't. I just hate when Dev plays music for me in general. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Alex, bring me a donut, man. <laughs> I can't do this. Come on, Dave. So for those who don't know, this is Little Pump. I'm just going to play y'all a little snippet of who he was, who he was when he first came out. This right here, put him on the map right here. Gucci gang, 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 spread their rats on new chain. My bitch love do cocaine. Okay. I fuck a bitch, I forgot name. I can't buy me no wet rain. Rather go and buy ball mains. Gucci gang, 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 Gucci gang. All right, clearly David enjoys that music. How you feel about that Gucci Gang music, Dave? <laughs> that show was a snores fest. They won't exist. <laughs> Yo, listen. So Lil Pump, Gucci Gang, right? He came out on fire. Song had millions of streams. Blew him up. Blew his career straight up. His career's taken. That's that's what made him famous. I'm not. I'm right. Right. I'm, my ears are about to hurt listening to whatever you about to play me. Benny, am I right? It was Gucci Gang, right? That put him on the map. There yeah. wasn't nothing else before that. I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah. Who had that th- beat Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, nah, it was Gucci Gang, man. Oh yeah, Gucci Gang did that beat. <laughs> that was off his debut album, Gucci Gang. It was Gucci. It was produced by Big Head. Big Head wasn't going to be my honorable mention last week. <laughs> All time great. So, so anyway, um, career's been taking a turn. So he said, hey, why not try a different genre of music, right? Mm. So Lil Pump came up with this song called Pump Rock. Like P-U-M-P, rock. and Like, like punk rock. Yeah, but his... But le- pump. Yeah, exactly. So... Let, I'm going I'm to I'm let, let the cruise controllers and I'm going to let Dave and Benny... Let me know how they feel about this. So this is called Pump Rock by Lil Pump. Okay. All right, here we go. TV on the beat. 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 Yeah. Yeah. This me by Big Head. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hey! Pump Rock shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
the volume down. Why you turn the volume down? Ah! We not finished. Yet. Yeah, I'm finished. Peter is down. What? Are, what is? What's, <laughs> what's the point? Day. What's the Benny react? Uh, I got no notes. <laughs> God. Dave, what's your notes, Dave? I'm about to slip my wrist. <laughs> what's up? What, it, that's that felt like um like kids was playing like <laughs> like kids next door. No, like that felt like a spoof. Like it was real. It was a joke, John. Yeah, like if kids got together and they were like, "Let's make fun of rock music." <laughs> so what do we say? We'll say, "Slip my wrist." Punk rock shit Yeah it, That's what it felt like Why are you slitting your wrist? <laughs> Bro that's what he said in the song I'm not And that's his second bar <laughs> <laughs> So And they talking about drop top whips So it seemed like It seemed like he was trying to do like a hip hop heavy metal Kind of collab type of vibe right? That's what you was getting? Yeah I just got like That he didn't go to much school <laughs> <laughs> There's more to it though We got a minute and 30 left yeah, I'm not listening. <laughs> Come on, you we had got- your chance. You if you wanted me to hear a different piece, you should have started later. I, what I gave you was what you was getting. Because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Why are you acting like it's a relationship? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do. I can't. I gotta break up with yeah, that music. Was, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Somebody really let that man get in a studio and do that. It, it's got. And it- they supported it, and it it was money put into it. He was allowed to record that. <laughs> you got to question your circle after that one. Yeah, like I always think about that. When somebody makes songs like this, these whack songs, I'm like, who was around you? Who was like, yo, that's... You really about to change the game with that pump rock? <laughs> Especially that part when you said slip my wrist. Oh, yeah, they was, no one ever did that before. They, and in the comments there, not kind. Somebody said, this song make me, makes me envious of those who were born deaf. <laughs> Somebody said, we staying off the yeah. billboard charts with this one. Somebody said, the hardest part of this song was listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> those were all comments from me. <laughs> I made 40 so, different YouTube accounts. Somebody said comment. this song is so underhated. <laughs> underhated? <laughs> that's good. The internet is undefeated. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. They're killing it. Dev, that's trash, bro. Like, when we talk about crossover songs that and genres, that's just not... That's top 10, at least. No, this is not... This is not <laughs> necessary. No, no. It's not good. <laughs> like just talent wise I think when you're already A talentless bull You can't even entertain The idea of crossing your genre Stay in the one you're in Because you're already At the bottom mm-hmm. So stay in the one you're in And just try to get A little bit better So But the fact that he was trash It's like you just Doubled your trash Like <laughs> It's like trash and recycling And you just put them together Single stream <laughs> Just Put and now it's just one on big headphones. trash. So, so here's here's my point. Here's my Gosh. point. And and again, I want y'all opinions on this. So, uh, a lot of people say the downfall of Little Pump was J Cole. 
So for those who don't know, those who don't remember, J. Cole had an album called like Kids on Drugs, K.O.D. And his la- the last song of that album was called 1985. And that song was a diss towards Lil Pump. Now, if for those who don't follow it, Lil Pump had went on and said like he could never be as corny as like J. Cole or something like that. Like beforehand, he said like he would never do something like that. Like he thinks that that's corny, like J. Cole's all conscious and stuff. So J. Cole got on the song and basically told him like, my career is going to last longer than yours. And in like five years, you're going to be on love and hip hop. You're not even going to be on. You're not even going to be rapping anymore. So after that, his career fell off heavy. So he's been trying to find different lanes and different ways back into hip hop, back into the mainstream, back into people's iPods and, and, and into their car stereos and all that. Maybe I don't I don't mind that he tried a different lane. You know what I mean? I don't mind that he tried to get into heavy I metal. Do. He's he's not talented. He shouldn't even be <laughs> allowed to be famous, which is why I can't. I'm a bad person to ask about these topics because I can't um, tap into the mentality of the generation that likes this guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the allure of his that Gucci Gang John you played earlier. That's corn. That's actual corniness. That's garbage music. <laughs> You couldn't like He's saying the same phrase 40 times, mumbling through the rest of it. What about the production? Did you like the production? No. <laughs> I didn't like none of it. It's not good. But that's the that's the age we live in. That's the generation, right? That sometimes not good, the like the like most ironic thing is what actually gets to be the most popular. Mm-hmm. It's like the more garbage you are, the more people think, oh, that's he's doing something no one's ever done. But it's just dookie. It's actual dookie for my butthole. It's audio doo-doo. So that's why I can't relate. I can't I can't even like I, I wanna kinda sit with somebody young. Maybe me and Poppy Lex will do this one time. And I wanna just hear what this what do they think is quality about some of these newer artists. Like, tell me why they're tough. Tell me why they're actually going to be considered a legend in hip-hop 10 years from now. And I just want to hear the rationale. Like, oh, like, because before him, nobody was saying Gucci and gang together in the same sense. But he did that. He really brought, he merged those two thoughts. There's never, you know why there's never going to be that? Because this a lot of this. Like, gener- his swag is up. Like, he influenced all the people that wear co- colorful hair. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know what they like about people like Lil Pump or, all these Lils, there's like Little Peep, Lils, Chorizo. Yeah, I think a lot of these, a lot of the newer generation. <laughs> <laughs> start naming Sam Meats and all that, pause. I think a lot of this generation, they don't have a, they don't have a good argument because they're influenced by somebody else. So it's like, unless that person says why they like Lil Pump, you're never going to get an answer from them. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of this, a lot of the generation nowadays is told what they should like and like what what is hot. So like a lot of them, they'll say like like a little pump for example. He had his fame at one point in time. You don't even know what he's talking about. Like you don't even know what he's saying. The beat comes on. You're not even listening to the rap or anything like that. It's just somebody has told you, yo, this is hot. You listen to you like you know what, bro, you're right. This is hot. Or you heard it so many times on Instagram or on Facebook or on social media. I think that's the issue nowadays is that the internet and things around you are telling you what you should like instead of you just being an individual and being like, nah, that's not what I like. That doesn't sound good. That's not pleasing. I think that's the biggest issue. But it is pleasing to somebody. So we got to find that person. No, it's a lot. It's the it's the current generation. The real question I have is the why. 
what why is it appealing to you and i my theory is that it's because everything nowadays is about the look of it it, it has nothing to do with the actual artistry of it mm. so it's about the look and feel of it which like ironically i think music has always been that mm-hmm. It's just that in today's age with social media and everything needing to be like bite-sized, consumable, many clips and glimpses of life. That's why no artists or very few artists nowadays are asked to actually have such like substance and longevity in what they do. Everybody's cool with a one hit wonder. Yeah. Everybody's cool with the next uh, little whatever come out, come out with one song. You play that ad nauseum at every party, every event. Every basketball game, whatever, the shelf life of it is like six months, and then the next thing comes. The next new person. Mm. Nobody's asking Lil Pump to have a 20-year career because that was never what they wanted from him, nor any of the current artists. That's true. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You can see it inside the music culture nowadays, too, that a lot of people are dropping singles instead of albums because right. they want that, that song to trend rather than give something that's worth value. Yeah, that's why album sales are not it's, it's not a thing anymore. It's about streams and how much streams can you have because you don't really care. As long as you go viral, as long as you have your hit, John, that you could, like the boy that made that Mo Baba song, I bet he's still doing shows off that one song. Sheck West. Sheck, Sheck. Yeah, where he been at? He was just on the J. Cole uh, album. I don't remember. The John, remember? Stick! Stick! Oh, that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that John at the gym, though. That John after this after the little pump rock John is but done. like what's his music what's his what's his uh, contribution to hip hop is nothing he got that one song is liked because it could be on an Instagram post and people could do dances to it and you know it comes on in a party and everybody goes crazy but it's really not a substantive song there's nothing he's saying there that forty other people haven't said already mm-hmm. and are continuing to say you know what I mean yeah and but that's why I said it's an irony thing because. Like, if you think about music in the 80s, 90s, let's just talk about hip-hop. That was also a thing where it's like, let's be different. I want I wanted to stand out. But those artists, they also had this thing where they felt like they had to prove themselves to whatever culture they was in. So, like a group like Wu-Tang, for example, they wasn't just going to come out with one hit. <laughs> they wasn't just going to come out with one hit. Yeah. They felt like they had yeah. to prove themselves. So that's albums, that's touring, that's... Freestyles on the radio, yeah, like they real. wasn't just gonna have protect your neck and nothing else. Yeah, but like Benny said, the artists nowadays they're good with that one hit. Yep, tore off it, make some money, go get you a middling sized house somewhere in South Jersey or something like that, and be cool. And it's weak, and I'm not. I wish I could unlisten to that, John. Yo, Punk it, rock. You want to listen to it in reverse? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to like remove it, like. Take it out of my system. Then I want to drown myself in, um, in night fog uh, whiskey. Taste the fog. Me and Captain Harris. Taste the fog. He <laughs> really said I could taste the fog. But no, you know what, bro? I think I think we, I think the 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 cruise control fans deserve this this break right here. Let's let's jump into the top five. Mm-hmm. Let's cleanse their ears out real quick, right? I think we they deserve that. Let's cleanse your ears out. Let's cleanse uh, uh, Benny Hanna's ears out with mm-hmm. a top five. And Lil Pump, I hope you're listening because we're going to show you how to do it the right way. This week, Cruise Control top five. We're going to do top five 
music collabs. Mm -hmm. So artists that jumped to a different genre, but did it well and killed it. Feel me? I slit my wrist. <laughs> I slit my wrist. Drop top, bitch. Drinking whiskey. <laughs> tastes like fog. I like the bergamot. It tastes so good. <laughs> Sandalwood is my jam. Kang the Conqueror knocked me in my head. Beating me up. It's like that's not a joke. Yo, he'll probably beat you up. No, he wouldn't. Kang the Conqueror. Let's get the fifth topic. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he, he really wouldn't. You the beat. I feel like. <laughs> no, we can keep the beat in the background. I feel like. I feel like I don't know my own strength, first of all. <laughs> I feel like if provoked. <laughs> If provoked, I I think I'll, I'll snap. All I see is red, and then it'll be people dead. I think Kang the Conqueror will fry you. I don't even think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be close. You you not you're not quick on your feet. He's gonna just outmove. You're gonna tire out real quick. You yeah, gonna, but I'll just bull rush him. <laughs> and he gonna sock you. <laughs> Dad, don't let Creed fool you, dude. What's your What's your first move? You. <laughs> That down bull rushing with your hands up? No, I'm pulling the I'm pulling the the, the uh, Walter on him. What? He getting shot. <laughs> That's what guns are for. <laughs> Duh. Uh, Yo, check it. Let me get let me get another three bars. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yo, you sitting here to witness six nine get beat up in LA Fitness? Uh-huh. He was on the stairmaster. Then he became a stairmaster. They was running on his ribs. Latin kings, they be coming in your crib. Okay. Amo de rey. Uh huh. Them boys don't play. Yup. So go in the sauna. Uh huh. Call your mama. Eat lasagna. <laughs> With Rhonda. Who's Rhonda? Somebody fat. Don't run us like a fat name. <laughs> There's a few fat names. <laughs> We gotta do top five fat names one day. Rhonda's definitely up there. I've never seen a skinny Rhonda. And I can say this because I that just coming from a fat person. I can speak on my people. That's that's a fat name. So you just set up your, your daughter's weight with the name that you give her. If her name's Rhonda, she automatically Yeah, actually you gotta think about that when you're in the hospital. I've always loved the name Rhonda. Oh. Childhood obesity. <laughs> All right, let's do this top five, Dad. All right, yo, so listen. I got, I got places to be. We ain't doing nothing today. Yes, I am. Listen, top five. What's another bourbon and barbecue whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just all weekend. Top five music collabs. So what I Ooh. so what I mean by this, people, ah! is that we're gonna talk about artists, okay, who have. Dip their toe into different genres, whether that be hip hop into R and B, whether that be you know pop into rock, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. We're gonna talk about it and see who has the better list. And now these again, these people that we're talking about, they did it the right way. They made hits and they made the right calls when it comes to music. So I won last week's top five. So with that being said, I'm gonna go first. Mm. I'm gonna start my top five off like this. Coming oh. in at number five for me, for my top five um, music collabs of all time. Started off like this. 
When this song came out, people was in there. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is matted black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha. Town Road, Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, Why is that your number five? Number five because song I, the song's okay. I'm not like head over heels for the song, but I I cannot deny the impact that it had when it did come out. I think that was the first time successfully hip hop and country have collabed and like actually became big. Can I? Can you think of any? I can't think of any before that. Any hip hop and country. Mm-hmm. Before that, mm-hmm. that was as big. Just about. I will. Well, maybe, maybe you have it there in your top five, but no, I, I don't have it in my top five, so I can say it. I think Nelly and um, what's his name, Tim McGraw, <sighs> the John. Um, Is this all in my head? Right, and I think about that was a pretty big song. That was a pretty big song. I gotta admit, you're right about that. Yeah. So that that, but wait, probably... that was before it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought Nelly had did that after that. After Old Town Road. Yeah. No. No, that was way before. Yeah. Okay. Many, that's many that's years. my fault. That's my fault. But no, Old Town Road. I just. But I would say this was bigger. Yeah. But they were both huge. Okay. I, yeah. Because yeah, I, I Nelly at that time was was one of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah. And then this crossover thing, I think there was. Um, yeah, that got a lot of radio play and stuff yeah. like that. But this was like he also did another John doing too. this at school assemblies and everything. Right? Then he do. Then he do the John Cruz. Make me pull my windows down and cruise. Doesn't that a Nelly John? Uh, I don't. You don't remember that? I don't remember that John. I'm. I'm. Uh. I think there was another one he did, yeah. another collab John. But maybe it was like the other artist, and then he was a feature. Right. Whereas this was Nelly's song, and then the country guy was featured. Right. But nevertheless, this song put... Oh, you were about to say something, Benny? Yeah, that song Over and Over came out in 2004. 2004. Yeah, that's that been out. So this was what, 2010 Old Town Road or like 2012? No, I Way feel after like later that? than that. Well, never. like I said, nevertheless, this song clearly put Lil Nas X on top. It, it, it gave him his name. Um, it was liked by so many people and the it just crossed over two genres and it was everywhere at the time. Literally, I think for months, probably this song, at least a month or so. This song. The one thing the I will say about Lil Nas X that makes him unique is um, he was rapping in like a country western accent. Yeah. Nope. Then nobody has done that yet. Like Nelly was just rapping Nelly, and it was just over like a countryish beat with hip hop right. influences, and then whatever. But he was talking about horses and bears. <laughs> like he was intentional about yeah. talking like that. Yeah. 
Shout out to Lil Nas X, man. He's funny, dude. I don't know if y'all follow him on Twitter or not, but he's a funny boy. I don't. He's a funny boy on Twitter, and I, I, I enjoy some of his music. So coming in number five for me, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus for my number five, top five collabs of all time. Mm. All right, coming in at number five for me. Okay. I'm starting off with a banger. Okay. Let me hear it. <laughs> the rock in the building. <laughs> A snake charmer. <laughs> Pull your body like a snake, mama. <laughs> Yo. Uh, coming in at number five for me is Jay Z and Punjabi MC. The song was called Beware. Um, that's definitely a crossover hit to me. I want to. I, I put that at number five because think about how big that song was when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like. That song would play everywhere. It had a universal appeal to it. It was on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, in the hip-hop arena, it was it was definitely one of the most prominent times where that influence of, like, Middle Eastern... Uh, uh, I think that genre of music called, is called, like, Bangra music or whatever. Yeah. Just, like, with that distinct sound. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I just think that, and then that song. How many times has that song been like remixed itself, or that sound has been that used? That beat is great. Um, so that was just a big, that was a, a big time hit, and I thought that was a good number five to start out that? with. Do you know? Probably Big Head or Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big Head or Banks or both? It's like, no, nah, I think that was DJ Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> It did that. <laughs> shout out, shout out to everybody everywhere. Great all song, that, great, all at once. <laughs> everybody everywhere, all at once. Um, that was a great song. Tough, classic hit, very tough. And that's where we separated. All right, coming in number four for me. Coming in number four for me. Um, <clears throat> another great song. Mm-hmm. Another song that blew up as soon as it came out. Everybody was listening to it. Everybody played it in their cars. Everybody was playing it no matter where they went. Mm-hmm. Shout out to this song right here. Y'all already know what it is. I don't even need to say the name of the song. Come and move that in my direction. So thankful for that. It's such a blessing, yeah. Turn every situation into heaven, yeah. My sunrise on the darkest day Got me feeling some kind of way Make me want to savor every moment Slowly, slowly <laughs> You fit me, tell me love how you put it on Got the only key, know how to turn it on 
The way you never lie, my ear, the only words I wanna hear. Baby, take it slow so we can last long. Tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal. Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan. Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso. Oh yeah, ya, ya me está gustando más de lo normal. Todos mis sentidos van pidiendo más. No me digas que no. Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Daddy Yankee Luis Fonsi Sí, señor Y Justin Bieber Muy bien Mucho bien Despacito, man I mean, what can I say? Everybody knows the song uh, definitely blew up when it came out. Justin Bieber definitely added a flavor to the song that I think really, in my opinion, it added a lot to the original because the original was just Daddy Yankee and the other bull. But um, when Justin Bieber hopped on, I just think his voice, the way that he played well with the song, he actually spoke Spanish too and did his little thing there. So I I like the song. I'm a fan of the song. Um, I know a lot of people, I don't know if you guys ever saw the video, but... <clears throat> A lot of people criticize Justin Bieber for, I guess, like culture vulturing or like hopping on a track that was hot. Right. Because he went into like a club and he was just like, like mumbling the words like he didn't know the Spanish words. Like he had learned them just for the just song. for the song. And, and then, then when he had to read, re say it, it was like he was like, better <laughs> like he was really like just making noises with his mouth. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was kind of Cause it's just so stupid. Like I know, I know that that's what happened. He learned it just for the song. He had the words right in front of him. Yeah, he yeah. probably had a coach that was like, "Here's how it sounds in the pronunciation." But it's not an expectation that he kept knowing the words to it afterward. That song was fire, though. That song is fire when it came out, and it's I, I, even listening to it now, it still has a nice vibe to it. A nice, you can play that song anywhere, honestly, and people will know the words. So, Despacito, uh, another great song, another great collab. And that's my number four collab, Dave, of all, all time. Right. What are you coming up with? I'm going to go head to head with that. And I'm going to take it to a, my generation or, yeah, my generation. Okay. Um, in, a, in a similar crossover. Okay. That was Nori, yeah. <laughs> Singing the words, I slept culo. It's hilarious. It was <laughs> Nori, Daddy Yankee, Nina Sky, Oye Mi Canto. Um, and Nina Sky, if I'm not mistaken, she's a, 
Uh-oh, right? Isn't that her? No, that was Lumi D. Lumi D. Who did Nina Sky do? She did this. That's it? <laughs> and she, she worked in the sky. Um, No, I, I picked this as my number four because uh, Nori was definitely one of the first, probably might have been the first to cross over hip-hop with reggaeton. Mm. And it became super popular And he actually is documented Like on his podcast um, And in other You know Interviews and stuff Talking about how He was kind of At the end of his rope With his rap career He didn't know Where to go next And he was kind of Being blackballed Low key um, According to him You know he, he felt like He wasn't getting The opportunities That he Should have gotten And just was losing steam So he recognized That Reggaeton Was blowing up and he was like, I could hop on that train. I think there's a crossover appeal right, to it. Right. They kind of do rapping, but in Spanish. And, you know, we can merge the hip hop thing. And he's like, I think he's half black, half Puerto Rican. I think so, too. Yeah. So yeah. he uh, he was like, I think there could be a marriage there. And he went and recorded the song. And that basically revitalized his career and gave him some more longevity because he started doing a lot of those collaborations. So I thought that was a great crossover to uh, acknowledge the... What's now feels like a really normal blend of hip hop and reggaeton. Yeah. There's always artists collaborating. I think Drake got songs with Latin artists. Drake got songs with everybody. Um, yeah, Drake <laughs> got songs with everybody. But a lot of a lot of like hip hop artists have collabs with Latin artists. Yeah. So, um, Nori kind of kicked that door open. That for, is true because I don't even look at it now as like a collab. I kind of just look at it like it's music. But reality, it is a collab. It is a collab. It's two genres. But that's what I'm saying. He made it so normal right. in hip hop that it's like. You know what I mean? Now it's definitely too different. That's a good one. Yeah. I definitely rock with that, John. Uh, what's it called again? Oye Mi Canto. What that mean? Like, listen to my song. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Listen to my song. <laughs> That's so not creative in Spanish. <laughs> listen to my song, please. Listen to this track, bitch. <laughs> Oye Mi Canto. <laughs> All right. Coming at number three for me, Dave. Mm-hmm. Another collab, and I thought about this collab during the week because shout out to the Wu-Tang um, Saga TV show on Hulu. Very good show. We talked about it before in the pod. Mm-hmm. If you got Hulu, please look it up. It's a great TV show. Um, and the one scene, um, they were trying to get ODB to hop on this track with mm-hmm. Mariah. Mm-hmm. And he was reluctant at first. He didn't want to do it. And then they finally got him to, to do it, hop on this track. And now this track is like... Blown, you know what I mean? Fantasy. Everybody mm-hmm. knows this song. Fantasy, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey featuring ODB. <laughs> I didn't know it started off like this. <laughs> hey, yo, Jerry Chestnut. Huh? That's right. The shining star. My shining star, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks about Rush Hour. 
Does Diddy produce anything? I thought he had people do it for him. Yeah, he's more like a like a um, he's more like an A and R type. He just kind of puts his name on stuff. Well, no, uh, he actually kind of arranges it and you know dictates the the structure of the song and stuff like that. So it says so in a way he produces it's just not with the boards and stuff like it that. It says uh, Mariah Carey, David Jam Hall, mm-hmm. and Diddy produced that song. Mm. I don't know who David Jam Hall is. Mariah did the beat. She did? Yeah, she was the one turning the, the knobs and stuff like that. How you know? Because she's tough like that. <laughs> Fantasy. Mariah Carey, ODB. Great song. Like I said, I, I explained it before. Mm-hmm. I played the song. Um, ODB added a new flavor to it. His voice is so unique and definitely uh, works on that song. And then, you know, Mariah coming in with her beautiful voice at the time. It was just kind of a clash of two different styles of voices and two different sounds, but it worked perfectly on the song. So uh, I didn't get to play the whole thing when ODB raps, but he has a funny, you know, a good verse on there as well. And again, just a catchy song. Everybody knows it. Fantasy, ODB, Mariah Carey. Coming in number three for me. Coming in at number three for me, um, since you chose a diva in the, in the field of music, I'm going to choose a diva too. Mm. Icon. never been to a boardwalk pier arcade and didn't hear this popping off. That's true. You know you were right about that. Finding right number three for me is Rihanna Calvin Harris. We found love. One of her biggest smash hits. And I would say that's definitely a collab because it blends that world of EDM, electronic music with Rihanna's pop, R&B vibes. Um, and definitely. that was, again, one of her biggest smashes, one of his biggest songs. And that, see, this is where we need to start 
expanded our palate. Like I know you had the furthest you've traveled is to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> but if you go overseas, Mykonos, Greece. Dave, don't he get You know what I'm saying? If you, if you go to Ibiza, Spain, this is this these songs still play. <laughs> they still pop off something fierce. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a whole global market for music like this that is like these are universally loved. This is why Rihanna got a Billy. <laughs> it's because of stuff like this. She's just a, a worldwide icon. Lil Pump could only wish <laughs> he could have something like this that's Lil got such a universal Pump. appeal. So for me, Rihanna's one of the dopest. And uh that's my number three is We Found Love. She actually has another great song with Calvin Harris, This Is What You Came For. That's also like a, a crossover, but I chose this one because I feel like it was the bigger of the two. Uh, that's my number three, Devin. That's where we separated. <laughs> we separated at every John so far. I'm tough. Nah. Ah! Definitely, not. Definitely not. All right, coming in at number two for me mm-hmm. on my top five collabs of all time. Um, what can I say, man? I, I think when... When this album dropped, mm-hmm. it was definitely left field. It was definitely something that a lot of people weren't expecting. A whole collab album bringing two genres of music together. Mm-hmm. And who else to lead the track? Who else to lead the way? Then the person at the time who was probably at the top of his game, Jay-Z, linking up with the total the op- total opposite side person and a group of people who were at the top of their game at that time, Linkin Park. Mm, Linking up I see what you did there Jay-Z and Linkin Park When they did Their Numb remix Yeah Thank you, thank you, thank you Far too kind Uh. Yeah Ready Uh. Mm, See can I get an encore Do you want more Cook and roll With the Brooklyn boys So for one last time I need y'all to Get him, Jay. Who you know fresher than whole? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking. Yeah. Can't none of y'all mirror me back. Yeah, hear me rap. It's like hand G rapping his prime. I'm young HO. Rap's grateful dead. Back to take over the globe. Now break bread. I'm in Boeing Jets, Slow Express. Out the country, but the blueberry still connect. On the low, but the yacht got a triple deck. But when you young, what the fuck you expect? Yep, yep. Grand opening, grand closing. Goddamn your manhole, crack the can open again. Who you gonna find open a hand with no pen? Just draw inspiration. Who you gonna see? You can't replace him with cheap imitations of these generations. Numb slash encore remix Jay Z mm-hmm. Lincoln Park. What can I say? <laughs> Kanye West also had a piece of that as well. Um, again, at the time you took the two biggest names. If you went back to when, when was that? The early two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Early two thousands, two biggest names in music: Lincoln Park, Jay Z. They were at the top of their game. Combined them together, put them on an album. I mean, it was just it was it was a lot of stuff that wasn't expected. But when it came out, man, you had a song like this that really blew up. And um, 
I think everything mixed so perfectly together. That's what made this song great. Was that I would me right now if you played Numb on its own by Linkin Park and then played Encore on its own by Jay Z, you could never think that you can fuse those two together and make a track. So that's where I'm at. It man. was it was a cool concept too, like just to blend the two worlds in a way that. They like respected each other. So there was songs on that album that was more Linkin Park heavy with Jay-Z featuring. Mm-hmm. And then there was songs that were more Jay-Z heavy, hip hop heavy with Linkin Park featuring. It just kind of blended really yes. well. Um, yes. So that was that was cool. All right. We on number two. Number two. Let's number get two it. Number two for me. Here we go. Shout out to Great Britain. Who's this again? What's his lady's name? Ditto. Dido. Dido. Diddle's the But you still ain't calling I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom I sent two letters back in autumn You must not have got them There probably was a problem at the post office or something Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them But anyways, fuck it What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant too I'm about to be a father If I have a daughter, guess what I'ma call her? I'ma name her Bonnie <laughs> Bonnie? Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> daughter was not named Bonnie, but it rhymed, sort of. Coming in at number two for me, Stan. Is Eminem and Dido with Stan. Um, that's my number two collab because that blends an area of music and a genre that I don't know if um, is acknowledged that much, and that's like that British pop. That right. British, just British. <laughs> it, it combines just Britain with hip hop language. Dido was a huge star in that. In that arena, uh-huh. uh huh, and that she has a, st- a song with with that chorus. Yes, yes, she does. Um, but then Eminem, I guess, had the idea or vision to use that as a chorus for his song, and he created "Stand," which, as we know, is one of the biggest hip hop songs of all time from a concept perspective. Where Eminem's talking about like crazed fans, you know, right? Who are collo- uh, commonly known as stands, people who just go overboard with their fandom, and it was a deep concept. The video was crazy. It was like this boy was super obsessed with Eminem to the point where he, um, what did he end? He ended up driving a suicide. car off right. of a bridge. Yeah, um, him and his uh and his wife. So he just like was so in, wrapped up in Eminem's uh, image of who he was and what he represented that he ended up doing something tragic. But it was just, it was to speak to the sickness of what fandom can be sometimes. Yeah. So it was just a huge smash, and it it combined. Two areas Remember Eminem at the time He wasn't He was like This hip hop guy That was kind of Off the wall For him to do this collab With an artist like Dido Was kind of nuts too And, what's and it was unexpected and, and truth be told man I think when it all Said and done If we ever do this Like a top five Something of like Storytelling That's one of the best Storytelling mm-hmm. songs Ever Yeah he kind of Pushed you right in that that picture you could see vividly the image of yes. this guy writing this letter to him and it's just super deep the, the so. sound of like the rain so you figure yeah. like he's in like a, a bad place or whatever when the car starts driving and Eminem writing him back 
and it's more calm where Eminem's at. The it's just everything was great about that song. Yeah, one of the best storytelling storytelling songs of all time. Shout out to Eminem. I love that song. So I, I have no notes. <laughs> I have no. Shout notes. out to Dido. Shout out to Great Britain. Shout out to Ditto. Shout out to Fish and Chips and Pichiotto. Shout out to all the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> What you got for me, Deb? That's where we separated, by the way. <laughs> First off, that's that was a good number two versus number two. You're not gonna sit here and play me. That's where we separated. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number one for me, Dave. And this song right here, I believe, started it all and made it possible for songs like that that I just played, numb and encore to be made. Um, Dave, you know what I'm about to turn it to once mm. I said that. The original, the original crossover of hip hop mixed with rock and roll. Walk this way. DMC Aerosmith Walk This Way So why'd you go with that At number one <sighs> Iconic mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that For my number one I was trying to think of Like as soon as I thought Collabs In music That's like the first song That popped in my head And I feel like It's like that For a lot of people um, Again At this point in their careers Aerosmith And this was another Jay-Z and Linkin Park Type of vibe At this point in their careers Run DMC Aerosmith Were at the top They were killing the game they came together, made this song, and fusing, like, like I like how they split it up by in the beginning, they did the DJ scratching, so you got the vibe of a hip-hop beat, but then Aerosmith brought in the electric guitar, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then they, 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 they scratched with that on the, on the, uh, on the turntables, uh, uh, um, with the electric guitar and just made it all come together, and mm-hmm. you got this vibe within the first 30 seconds of the song that this is what we're going to get into. We're going to combine these two musics and we're going to do it the right way. And I don't know, man. It's a great beat. It's a great vibe. A lot of people know the song. I just think that's when it comes to collab songs and it comes to genres crossing over. Walk this way has to be right up there with mm. the top of the with the top of the charts. So that's where I'm coming at right now with my number one. Walk this way, Aerosmith, Run DMC, the best collab of all time, in my opinion. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna show you where I'm coming at with number one. Come right on you. <laughs> hey, yo. 
come right out with it. Uh, I have no response. My, num- <laughs> my number one <laughs> is going to be a little bit of a surprise, but this was a smash. So let's get it. Number one for me, crossover collab songs. Okay, okay. about this song give me give me your notes so reason i chose that at number one is because um i really respect pharrell and daft punk for what they represent in terms of blend genre blending in general okay so just as artists themselves they are genre blenders so i thought that was a great mark towards them okay the second thing is the sound of that song it blends pharrell's kind of like ear for pop obviously he has his hip-hop influences but then you've got daft punk and all the way they blend like funk disco electronic right right. like i just think there's so many different components to the way that song came together in 2014 that the the um album that was on one album of the year daft punk and then that song won record of the year at the grammys Mm. in 2014 that was a huge successful song i feel like that song i heard everywhere that was at Stores, movie theater, commercials, like on the radio, anywhere you went, you could go to the doctor's office. They was playing that John over the over the, the loudspeakers. <laughs> it was just a smash song. So I I feel like I wanted to make that number one because that is kind of the definition of what genre blending and collabing looks like. And shout out to Pharrell, shout out to Daft Punk, two great acts. Um, yeah, that song was just a huge huge smash hit. So that's my number one. That's a good number You're one. Lucky. That's a good number one right there. And and with that being said, y'all already know what time it is. Mm. That's the end of episode 76 of the ah! show, baby. Thank you guys for listening in so much. We always appreciate your love and the time you take out to listen to the podcast. Y'all already know what to do. Follow us on IG at Uncle Dev Foo. At Dave Cruz 267 Follow the pod At Cruz underscore control pod If you don't got an IG But you got a Facebook Follow us on there We got a Cruise control fan page On Facebook mm, It's easy in your If you don't got a Facebook And you just want to follow us On YouTube At Cruise control pod On YouTube Look us up And while you're looking us up There should be a button somewhere That right here-ish And it should say subscribe you should hit that button right there. Subscribe. And there should be a bell right next to it for like reminders when we drop stuff. You should hit that as well. 
Comment under the videos Let us know how you feel Let us know how we did this week Y'all know what to do Comment under the YouTube videos Let us know who you think want Give us your comments On what we talked about today Any any stories or anything You guys want the Cruise Control To talk about Please comment underneath the video Love you guys Thank you so much for listening Again um, From Dave Myself Benny Hanna Poppy Lex We appreciate you guys For tuning into the Cruise Control Dave Do you got a song Or do you want me to Take us out Dave. You want me to take y'all out Yeah man? collaborate you want <laughs> what? You just want me to collaborate? Do a collaboration song right now. Do a collaboration song right now. Yeah, right, I got you right here. Um, oh, like me and you? No, just play something, man. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was worried. <laughs> I would never collaborate with you. How about this right here? This is this was a big collaboration song too, and we never we didn't even talk about this. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna like it because it's a white song, but yes, oh. <laughs> Queen and David Bowie. We never we never talked about this. <laughs> Under pressure. Queen and David Bowie. Now this is a great song. You know how many of our listeners, controllers are gonna say we missed this? I did ayahuasca to this. I think that's how you say it. What are you talking about? Never heard of that? It's like, like a drug. <laughs> I don't do a drug. Down on me. Down on you. Ain't no judge test no. I put my fucking dick in the test, my nigga. Fuck out of here. Check marks that. <laughs> <laughs> Put sweet 